We help uh, marketers better understand um, their users and their users' behavior, and then serve up more engaging experiences within their app. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. Here we go. Good morning, everyone. Um, as Andrew just said, I'm the Vice President of Demand Gen at Localytics. Um, I have been there for about a year and a half. Uh, prior to that, I have about uh, 20 or so years of experience, both big brands, um, also working in tech for the past few years, um, B2B, B2C, you name it. Um, today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about our journey through the ABM account selection process. Um, in doing some research for this presentation, um, I found a data point from Forrester that I thought kind of supported what we're going to talk about today, and that is that only 1% of um, leads actually turn into revenue. I'm sure you've all heard that. Um, when you look at SQLs, it doesn't get much better. I think the stat is 7%. And so today, I'm going to talk to you about uh, a better way to drive revenue. Um, so we're going to touch upon um, kind of what is Localytics, what do we do, who are we, just briefly to set some context for um, the ABM account selection model that I'm going to walk you through in our journey. Then we'll talk a little bit about kind of where we started last year at this time um, as we begin uh, to think about ABM. I'll walk very briefly through our ABM timeline and then dive deep into kind of how we started um, our account selection process, uh, both V1 and V2, and then wrap up with some final tips. So Localytics is a mobile engagement platform. So what does that mean? Um, basically, the way I like to explain it when I'm talking to a room full of marketers, marketers are our target persona, um, is... Uh, thinking a little bit about marketing automation, like Marketo or Eloqua, we do that, only we do that for apps. Um, and so the way that that works is we help uh, marketers better understand um, their users and their users' behavior, and then serve up more engaging experiences within their app. Um, we are enterprise-focused. Our uh, sweet spot from a vertical perspective uh, is retail, uh, travel and hospitality, and media and entertainment. And as I already mentioned, our target persona is marketers. So as we begin our journey here on ABM, it was uh, Q1 of last year, and we had three significant challenges. We knew that we needed to pivot and focus on the enterprise, that our focus on the SMB market just wasn't working. Um, we also knew that we needed to move to a focus on accounts, that lead volume for us was no longer a valuable metric, and our marketing spend was incredibly inefficient. For every uh, dollar of program spend, uh, we were only driving between three and five dollars in pipe. Um, and as we walk through this journey here, I'll tell you that today uh, we're driving between nine and ten dollars, so definitely become a lot more efficient. But as we entered 2016, this is what we were dealing with. 
And so um, in January of last year, we had this idea, right? We knew we needed to pivot. We need to do, knew we needed to do something different. Um, as we moved into March, we took this idea and fleshed out a strategy. And part of that strategy was thinking about um, how would we begin this process by focusing in on our target accounts. Um, but the strategy also entailed how do we go to market, what channels will we use, what messaging will we use, um, all the details that go into taking this into the market. We finally launched a pilot in May. Um, I'll go into a little more detail in a few minutes about that. Um, and then in July, you know, we had seen some success with this pilot in, in May. We began to roll this out. So uh, thinking about scale, thinking about um, as we moved into October of this past year, expanding into other channels like content syndication, LinkedIn sponsored updates, um, Terminus. Um, and then as we moved into uh, Q1 of 2017, we decided it was time to um, focus again on account selection and make some changes based upon what we had seen was working and not working in 2016. And we'll go a little bit deeper into that in a minute. Um, I guess I would, be, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, first tell you that I'm a firm believer. I don't know how, um, how many of you have heard the profit is in the list. Um, I truly believe that this part of your ABM strategy, really focusing in on your account selection, is the most important part of driving for success. And the reason I say that um, is that you, know, you can have the best offer, you can have the best creative, um, the best messaging, but if you're not talking to the right accounts and then the right contacts into the, in the accounts, then it that it doesn't matter. Um, and so to me, this is the, truly your foundation for success. And so where we started last year at this time um, was thinking about what technographic and firmographic data um, do we need to help us understand really two things. Um, one was um, looking at what what is the size of the deal? So thinking about our pivot from SMB to the enterprise. And then for us, it was about what is the brand's commitment to mobile? And so we were looking at data from uh, really two primary sources in this first approach. And I should premise all of this by saying this was a very manual process. Um, we were just trying to validate an approach here. Um, so we use data sources like Aptopia that help us understand um, what other SDKs the brand may have installed in their app. So are they using another analytics uh, tool? Are they using another marketing SDK to help them do their push messaging? Um, are they using an advertising SDK so that we can understand if they're monetizing off of their app? We're looking at data like how many monthly average users does this app have? Um, how frequently do they update their app? How fast is it growing? So how many monthly average users are they adding um, on a regular basis? And then we use data sources like LinkedIn to help us understand um, revenue, employee count, and geolocation. And we brought all of these things together um, to kind of pull together our first approach at uh, looking at our target account list. The first thing we did was we scored our pipe first, and that was to help us validate that we were looking at the right pieces of data. Um, and then we applied it to the prospects, so then to the market. 
sales involvement at this point was very limited. Um, it was not collaborative. This was a marketing initiative. Um, this was uh, an FYI. We would, we would bring sales in as an FYI. We would ask them to take a look and see, would you add anything here? Um, but it really was you know, very much a marketing-driven initiative. And I would say that absolutely, when I talk a little bit about where we are today and our V2 approach, that's a significant difference. Um, we are very much aligned today. And I would tell you that um, while I think, and I will show you in a few slides, um, some success we've had with using this V1 approach, I think we could have had greater success and move the business forward faster if we had that alignment going in. And so for us, this was the outcome. And really, um, the point I want to make with this slide is that our scoring thresholds were really driven off of us trying to, um, we, we read up, we looked at some best practices around what percentage of your accounts should fall into each tier. And for, for tier one, we were looking at somewhere between 10 and 20% of our accounts. Um, and then tier two, 20 to 30%, and the balance in tier three. So then we decided to pilot, and I would, I would be lying if I didn't tell you that we were somewhat reluctant to put our toe in the water. This was such a pivot from the way we had managed our, our acquisition in the past, um, but we decided that we would do it. And we had an upcoming trigger event for us that we used kind of as the focal point for this pilot program. So we were um, attending, sponsoring the Salesforce Marketing Cloud Connections event last year, and we decided to use that as kind of our forcing function for kind of moving us forward. We also wanted to make sure that we were, since this was a pilot, positioning ourselves for success. So we focused in on those tier one accounts, both prospects and those that were in our pipe. So it was about acquisition and increasing velocity, uh, sales velocity but we also made sure they were customers of Salesforce Marketing Cloud. We didn't have the reg list from uh, Connections, but it, we at least knew that these folks were customers. We used a combination of direct mail, email, and BDR follow-up. Um, so we would do a teaser email, uh, drop a piece of direct mail, high impact dimensional, I'll show you in a minute what that looked like, um, then sent a chaser email, and then also had our BDRs um, doing outreach. Our key message with this pilot program um, was uh, this whole idea of the fact that we are in a mobile engagement crisis. You think about all of us use apps all the time, every day, and there's a lot of them out there that aren't that engaging and that don't understand um, how to leverage the personalized information to serve you a unique and individualized experience within the app. And so, if you decide um, that you want to get out of that crisis, uh, you'd meet with Localytics, both either at the conference or at another time, in person, over the phone. Um, so the CTA, the offer here was a free iPad if you had a meeting with us. Um, and the CTA was a link to a landing page where you could pick out a date and time that was convenient for you to meet with us. We didn't have any benchmarks here, um, so we really said, okay, what it, how do we measure the success of this? Um, so we looked at our account to meeting conversion rate. That was a key indicator for us. And then um, kind of a secondary, because it takes longer for um, folks to move through our sales process. Um, our sales process on average is six to 12 months long. Um, we were looking at impact on pipe, and we had an ROI threshold of at least 10%. 
So this is just a snapshot of um, the direct mail package we used for this pilot. It was an empty iPad mini box, um, and we had an insert printed. Um, this is the front. It was personalized with just the first name, and you can see the URL there for folks to um, schedule a time for a meeting with us. And this is the back of the insert, a little more information about Localytics and then um, some other brands that we, um, we do business with. So what happened? Um, we targeted 68 accounts, so we, we did start small. Um, we set 24 meetings, so um, I think it was a 36% account to meeting conversion rate. Um, and from that, we drove $229,000 in pipe. Um, so that was, uh, not going to get the math exactly right, um, I think it was about a... Uh, a 36% um, conversion from meetings to pipe. Uh, and then uh, influence is $615,000. Um, and our ROI in this campaign was 21%. And I would tell you to date, since we launched this program, we've closed $193,000 in revenue. And because our sales cycle is so long, and this was just done in, in May, and our sales cycle is six to 12 months, there's still about $600,000 in play. Um, that uh, is still in our pipe. So we said, hey, there's something here. We should do more of this. So what we did was we moved our direct mail to now a weekly cadence. Um, so since the summertime, we do a campaign every single week. We focused in on automation. So we're working um, with a vendor called PrintSF. Um, to help us automate that, getting away from the spreadsheets and everything outside of Salesforce and Marketo. We said, let's add some more channels to this. Um, again, all account-focused, so running a content syndication program against our Tier 1 and Tier 2, LinkedIn-sponsored updates, Terminus campaigns, and we've really focused on testing. Um, so we've done some message testing, so we've moved away from uh, the mobile engagement crisis to this idea of loving your customers. Um, so by creating a more engaging app experience, you're showing love for your customers, so we tested that and that one. Um, we also said, wow, we've got, I uh, forget what the percentage was, 52% sitting in tier three. What are we going to do there? Um, so we did a lower cost kit where it was a uh, box of caramels with a gift card, $25 Starbucks gift card if they took a meeting with us. Um, we also tested offers. So we tested the iPad against Amazon Echo. Um, the other thing we've done is we've said, wow, if on average... 25 to 30% of folks are responding and taking a meeting. What do we do with the other 70%? We can't just give up. We have to keep, keep going. Um, so we tried a, a second touch there. Um, and then we also, uh, we have a presence in EMEA. So we did a test um, over there just in January. I'm happy to say that went really well. We'll be expanding um, and doing more of this type of approach um, in the EMEA marketplace. And so this is just, these are some screenshots. Um, when we launched, uh, we began to roll this out, some of the creative we were using uh, for Terminus, for content syndication, the ad there, and then a LinkedIn-sponsored updates. Lots of testing going on here as well um, to optimize the performance of these campaigns. And so these are results now through the end of the year. Um, we targeted 873 accounts in 2016, set 188 meetings, and I'm very proud to say we've driven almost $3.5 million in pipe. 
Um, so our uh, account to median conversion rate has gone down um, to probably 23%. And I think that's primarily driven by, um, by two things. One is uh, we've been doing a ton of testing. So um, I think that has, you know, not everything wins, right? But that's as a marketer what we should be doing. Um, and the other thing I would say is that Remember, with that pilot, we had that trigger event. We had the Salesforce Marketing Cloud Connections cam uh, campaign. Um, the rest of these campaigns, there was no trigger event. And so um, I would say that those two things contributed to, to that decrease. However, our meeting to opportunity conversion rate has gone up to 44%. Um, and our ROI now is sitting at about, against driven pipe, 32%. Um, the one thing that, you know, internally that we're really focused on right now is you notice I don't have a revenue number up here. And that's because um, while we have done, driven some revenue, and I shared some of that with you with our pilot results, because our sales cycle is so long, six to 12 months, and literally we began this rollout um, in July, August timeframe, we're just now starting to see the impact of that, uh, that these campaigns on our revenue stream and expect to see um, a pretty good chunk close in Q1 um, with more in Q2 and Q3. And so that brings us to current day. So as we think about where we are as we enter 2017, um, we've got some, some pretty significant challenges ahead of us. The, the mobile market is moving slower than we expected. There's a lot of marketers that um, they haven't figured out what to do with mobile. They haven't even decided whether it's a priority for them. And so um, we are seeing that our win rates need to be higher. It's not as if uh, all of this is going to close lost. It's just taking much longer to move through that sales process. Um, and so we need to create some sense of urgency here. And, our, and because our win rates aren't as high as they need to be, the business overall needs to get more efficient. Um, I mentioned earlier that from a marketing perspective, we are very efficient. We're driving $10 in pipe for every dollar spent. But ultimately, that more of that pipe needs to close in order for the business model as a whole to be healthy. Um, and as I already stated, you know, we, we have not been aligned with the sales organization. Um, and I think for us, that was something where we said, we need to fix that and we need to make a change. And so in Q4, we began to think about, okay, how do we think about our account selection for 2017? And there's really three key things that I'd want to um, uh, talk about here. One is, I mentioned earlier that for V1, we very much focused on the importance of mobile. And so that is continuing to be part of our V2 model. I'll talk in a, in a minute um, more about the details behind that. But that is a, a key driver for us for this V2 model. But we're also taking into account this idea of marketing sophistication, that what we've learned is that um, for us, there's really th three key drivers to how we determine whether a marketer is sophisticated or a brand is sophisticated, at least as it relates to the product, the solution, the, the software we're trying to sell. Um, one of those is, are they a customer of one of the clouds? So Adobe, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, Oracle Responsys, um, the other is revenue size, so we just need to make sure that we're still we're selling enterprise grade uh, uh, brands, and then last vertical overlay. So for us, it's important to take a look at those three sweet spots that I had mentioned earlier: the retail, uh, the travel and hospitality, and the media and entertainment. 
Um, if a brand is any, in one of those three verticals, they get quote unquote extra points. The same thing, if you're a customer of a cloud, you're, uh, you get extra points in our new model. Um, and so really kind of focusing in on the marketing sophistication along with the, um, the mobile side of things is driving us to this V2 model. And in this case, we are in total alignment with the sales organization. In fact, um, this kind of push to think about our account selection model came from both the CMO and the CRO um, and all the way down. It also, in this case, um, for V2, we're not just talking about account selection and a go-to-market ABM strategy, but an overall market uh, messaging, market segmentation. How do we talk to these folks? So it's not enough just to know what they look like. Um, but if you have a more sophisticated marketer who... Um, leaves in mobile, I might talk to them differently than somebody that um, is less sophisticated and hasn't quite figured out the mobile space. So the alignment with sales is not only around this account selection process, but a, a larger messaging strategy that we're moving through. And so, as I mentioned earlier, the technographic and firmographic data here for V2, we are still leveraging that data from Aptopia to help us understand kind of mobile maturity. But really where um, we're going a little bit deeper um, is this marketing sophistication. And so here we're using uh, two additional uh, data sources. One is Discover Org um, to help us understand revenue. If we don't have revenue, then we're looking at um, employee size as a proxy. And then for us, because our business is a little bit different in how, uh, how we think about industries. We are not using a traditional SIC code industry segmentation, um, but what we're doing is we're looking at app store data to see how that app is categorized and then mapping that back to a vertical. Um, as I mentioned, you know, sales and, and marketing working together here, this is about not just the segmentation, but uh, my creative, the messaging that we're using in our display ads, in our um, direct mail, in our emails, um, along with the BDR follow-up, making sure that they're very much aligned and much tighter as it relates to the operational execution of this strategy. And then uh, our V2 does include EMEA. So since we had some success with the pilot, um, we're rolling that out. Um, and so really V2 for us is truly um, can support a global strategy. And so here's the outcome. Um, we have this kind of two by two uh, grid that we use to think about where our brand fits. And then based upon where they fit, we tailor our marketing messaging and our BDR outreach, all of our content to support um, where a brand sits on this uh, two by two. And for us, the whole idea is you know, to move brands from the bottom left to the top right. That's really our true north. Um, and so thinking about how, how do we take this framework, move through our next round of tiering, which we're actually in the process of doing right now, um, and thinking about uh, how do we, again, just make sure that we're closely aligned with our sales counterparts as we, as we go to market with this. Um, this doesn't include, and it is part of my V3 thinking, it doesn't include any behavioral or intent data, um, and that's next on the list for us. Um, I hope to be able to tackle that in, um, in Q2. Um, I think that's it for that slide. Last, I know we're running short on time. Lastly is just wanted to kind of wrap up with some final tips. Um, 
As I mentioned earlier, in my opinion, this account selection process uh, is the most important part of the uh, of an ABM strategy. And in order for you to be positioned for success, you should be really spending time here, thinking about the resources that you need, um, meaning human beings to look at this data, budget to get the data, um, and just really making sure you're focused here. Be willing to pivot. I mean, for us, both of these, both V1 and V2, were a significant shift. And I think you have to be willing to go there. You have to look at what's working, what's not working, and be willing to say, okay, we need to make a change. Start small and just do it. Whether you have a forcing function like an event like we did um, or not, uh, develop a pilot program, get out there, show some early wins. People are going to get really excited um, when you show the stats that I showed for the pilot results. It was, uh, it was amazing to see the excitement around, um, around the office, around the success of the campaigns. And that's going to get you that buy-in um, and that support, uh, more budget, more resources to help scale your program. And then I can't say enough, sales and marketing alignment is absolutely critical. Um, and here for us, uh, the way that we've kind of uh, uh, executed on this is we have both a strategic and a tactical sales and marketing working team. So the strategic uh, are you know my counterpart, the VP of sales, uh, and the CMO and the CRO um, from a strategic perspective meet on a regular basis to make sure we're in alignment. And then we have uh, weekly kind of tactical execution, again, sales and marketing in the same room, focused on what do the campaigns look like, what's going out this week, what are you testing, um, just making sure that not only at the strategic level, but on the day-to-day -day and getting these things out the door um, and making sure that we're still delivering results that we're totally aligned. And that's it. Thank you for your attention, and I hope you found this insightful. Thanks. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.